Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey guys, on today's show, Things You Should Know, how many deaths a year do you think is related to meat production? Well, stick around to find out more. Here at Things You Should Know Podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or, how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And, who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decisions you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So, thanks for joining the discussion, and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Things That You Should Know, and my name is Kelly, and it's my pleasure to welcome you into the podcast. And I will tell you, because as I started to research this matter, actually I didn't start to research this, I'll tell you what happened. I um, get alerts, as we all do on our phones, and uh, I try not to watch the news. I read the news. So I tend to get several alerts and I can, you know, uh, discern what I'm going to pay attention to and what I'm not going to pay attention to. And there's an article that came uh, over the uh, Apple News. It came from National Geographic. And the title was Meat Production Leads to Thousands of Air Quality Related Deaths Annually. Huh. So caught my attention and I pulled it up, read a few paragraphs and I put it into my binder, uh, my electronic binder, where I normally put uh, things that could potentially, you know, come onto the show. And then what I decided to do was to come back to it at a later date and simply uh, decide if I was going to bring it onto the show. And obviously I did since I'm talking to you about it now. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, And the reason I'm kind of positioning this content the way that I am is because if you listen to the last three podcasts in succession, 
It's going to sound sort of slanted. Okay, not slanted, a lot slanted. And I don't want to bang anybody over the head that persists uh, in eating meat. Because quite honestly, it's not my goal to do that. Uh, the goal of this podcast is always to empower and to inform. And it just so happens that this article came to me at this particular time. And if you listen to the last two to three podcasts in succession, it's going to seem like uh, this was planned. But I assure you, it was not, or at least not planned by me. So uh, hang around and I'm going to talk to you today. It's going to be a brief discussion. I'm not going to. Uh, hold you very long, but it is qualitative information. And that is one of the things that we look forward to as creators and educators and uh, people who uh, enjoy learning. As we get started, I would like to thank you guys for joining me yet again for another show. We are actually, let me, let me jump over. I'm going to jump over to my, um, to my desktop here, and I am going to tell you exactly what show we're on because I think I was a little off the last time. I told you we were getting close to our 50th show, and I was off a little bit. So I'm going to tell you exactly where we are. We're on show 45, show number 45, and I mean, it's pretty exciting. We almost at 50 shows uh, this early in the year. We haven't even been going a full year. Very strong following. Uh, more of you guys each week are continuing to subscribe to the podcast and follow us, which we're very thankful. Folks are liking and following our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Thank you for that as well. Please, if you've not done that, please go ahead and do that because that is our primary mechanism by which we can stay in contact with you and by which we can communicate. So if you have show ideas, or if you have suggestions or just any type of feedback you like to give to me, give to uh, the team, then that would be the place to do it. Excuse me. So uh, thanks. Now, let's just kind of jump into it. I'm not going to be very long or very detailed, but I wanted to. Let's let's figure out a place for this. So what does that mean? Why do we listen to things you should know? Okay. I think, and you'll have to determine why you do it, of course, but I think that uh, a listener would listen to a podcast like this because potentially they could find out something that they don't know. (laughs) Okay. So there's the obvious. There's number one. Things you should know in hopes that, of course, as I always say, that you would take the information, research it and make it, you know, work for you if that's something that you want to do. The other thing is I think people listen to a podcast like this. I think people listen to things you should know because it challenges what they currently believe. And if you're like me, you actually enjoy that. In a sense, because we're not being overly critical and super personal, but providing oversight into different ideology that perhaps could improve your quality of life. And there's a way to do that. Someone was to critique your decorum, 
your wardrobe, the way that you dressed and looked and smell uh, in a vicious way, it would be taken personal. But if someone was able to provide you some uh, qualitative information in the form of a critique where they attack the process and not the person, then you probably be, would be grateful. You probably would be grateful and you would more than likely adhere to it, uh, having now found out information that you previously did not know. So as we go through this, I don't want you to feel like because I've been very transparent in terms of my preferences and I, I, I have told you that I am vegan and plant based and uh, a lot of this stuff seems to be, you know, a little orchestrated, but I assure you that it's not. It really is providing you with information. And so the question is, what can you do with this information? How can it empower me? And what can we all do to help change our communities? Because according to this article, and this came from National Geographic, but when you go and do your research, you will find that the Washington Post, New York Post, uh, a number of uh, articles are showing up in USA Today, very similar titles even. The content is very much the same. Agriculture, of course, is a major source of air pollution, killing an estimated 17,900 people in the U.S. every year. This is according to a new study. So a new study was just published. My guess is that the reporters at these different publications all got a hold of the same study and were able to provide their feedback and write up on this particular study. So we're going to go through it briefly. Now, um, here's the thing. If you are someone who uh, does care about the environment, this sort of story should be very important to you, irregardless of your dietary um, mechanism your dietary constraints, what you currently eat. Even when I ate uh, meat, I would still say, although somewhat uneducated, I would have said, generally speaking, that I was concerned about the community. But if I supported big beef, uh, many people would say, well, why are you buying steaks? Why are you buying ribs? Why are you, why are you supporting these industries that are doing so much harm? The main reason I was uneducated on what was actually taking place. And many of us are. Many of us are. I got to tell you, bacon tastes good. And closing your eye and closing your ears to what it takes to get bacon onto your table is primarily what I was doing, I would suppose. I would suppose that I didn't really want to know. Why? Because I didn't really investigate. <laughs> I didn't really care to know. I, I just went to my local grocer and I picked it up. I cooked it. It tastes good. And that's pretty much the extent of it. I didn't want to know that some person in North Carolina was having trouble breathing because they live and couldn't afford to move from a uh, factory plant location 
and they were dying because uh, of the bacon that we so covet. You know, that's just one example. So we're going to kind of jump into this. But at the end of the day, I, I want you to know when you come to this channel that and you come to this podcast that we're trying to provide you with information that can empower you. Perhaps this could change the course of how you think. Okay. Perhaps you are in a position, uh, you are in a position to make change in your local community. And maybe you don't know this information exists and we're bringing it to you. Perhaps this can empower you to empower someone that can make a difference. Okay. So together we can make a difference because air pollution is uh, a serious factor and we want to leave our communities in, in this earth in a better place for our children. So having said all that, let's, let's go. Um, air pollution. All right. Major cause of death in the U S this is associated with a tailpipe exhaust and a factory and point plant and smokestacks and power plants and all sorts of things. New research, though, shows that more than 16,000 U.S. deaths are the result of air pollution. And that air pollution is uh, having to do with the growing and the raising of food, what we call factory farming. Farming, 80% of those result from producing animal products like meat, dairy, and eggs. Okay. Uh, additional deaths are attributed to products that we don't eat, including ethanol, leather, or wool. That brings the total number of deaths from agricultural pollution to 17,900 a year. Quote, we spend a lot of time thinking about how the food we consume impacts our health, but the food that we eat impacts other people's as well. This is according to Nina Domingo. She's the lead author of this study. It was published a few days ago. Matter of fact, yesterday on May the 10th. Uh, it's called The Proceedings of the National Academy of Scientists. It analyzes which food products contribute most to the lethal Air quality. Um, quote, the long term effects of climate change are daunting and quite frightening, but this is killing people now. This is according to Jason Hill, he's a University of Minnesota biosystems engineer, and he's also an author. Quote, these are emissions that happen every year that affect people that lead to poor qualities of life. Industry groups criticize the study, and you can imagine who's criticizing the study. National Cattlemen's Beef Association says that based on uh, faulty assumptions and riddled with data gaps. Okay. The association characterized the study as misleading and it contributed to false uh, to a false narrative about animal agriculture. The American Bureau of Farm. Federation made similar claims saying, quote, the definition of cause and effect. Let's take a quick break. 
Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um, way to communicate, and it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and ebooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. Well, okay. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I guess I will because you can look at it because probably all of us have Netflix. So just check out What the Health. When you get a chance, check it out. Uh, And if at least 50% of what they're saying is true. Because you go into it, uh, you know the the producer and the director of this thing. He's a plant-based guy. He's vegan. And uh, so there's an agenda to show a certain element. Okay, fine. So let's cut it in half. Let's say it's 50% of what he's produced on what the health is true. Then what? Just 50%. It's no different than if you were friends or with a husband or wife and they're having marital problems. The husband tells you his story and the wife tells you her story. Cut it in half because it's usually the truth. It's usually the truth. Cut it in half. 50%. 50%. Um, part of this article says, should we all go vegan? Uh, part of the study evidently, uh, talked about that. The study outlines a number of remedies, of course, to reduce the air pollution and to help our agriculture and of course, help the animals, better management of waste. That's really the byproduct here. That's really what's hurting people. That's really what's hurting people is the runoff and the waste. Cause I want you to consider something. I want you to consider something that there are a group of people. I didn't know this, but in North Carolina, I grew up in South Carolina, but in North Carolina, and maybe this has changed in the last two years. I don't think so. North Carolina evidently is the hog slaughtering bacon uh, uh, capital of the world, of the U.S. at least. And I forgot per capita what the number of um uh, factory farms there are, but there are a group of people, a lot of them seniors that live in these areas, live in North Carolina, can't afford to move, can't afford to move. And they're victimized by runoff from these factories. Okay. They're victimized by runoff, smell, you name it from these factories. Cause we're talking air pollution. Okay. I'm going to jump over to the Washington Post real quick where they talk to a lady named Elise Herring, H-E-R-R-I-N-G. She says the smell of hogs, the feces, is overwhelming. You're talking to someone who grew up in South Carolina. I have been around pig pens. I have been around uh, chicken pens. I've been to cow pastors. They stink. 
But of all the things that stink, there is nothing like a pig pen. Why? Pigs live in absolute um, disgusting conditions, even when they're not being factory farmed. And they're fed the worst of things. Literally, it's called slop. Literally, we've back to Bible days, fed pigs slop. And somehow we believe or have, like I did, closed my eyes to what was taking place. And we eat pig all the time. And for some reason, confused when we don't feel well or we have high blood pressure or things are not going right in our body. We're eating an animal that eats slop and that lives in in squalor. And we're confused about why we're sick. These are these are just facts. It's not my opinion. These are just facts. I grew up in a place called Moonville, South Carolina, which most people don't have never even heard of and may not even believe it's an actual place because it's not on the map. And I had a neighbor who grew, uh, you know, raised pigs. And oh my goodness, on summer days, if you want to play football in the yard, yeah, <laughs> okay, you'll do it knowing that if that wind blows. People will come over our house and they're like, oh, my God, what is that smell? It's the pigs. It's the pigs and the feces that they slush around in all day because where they live is muddy and watery. Um, and what they eat is also muddy and watery. I've seen it. So this lady, Elise Herring, she's from North Carolina. She says the breezes that push this odor, the hog odor from the hog farm, which is where she lives close to in Dublin County, North Carolina. It carries hazardous gases, methane, ammonia, and hydrogen sulfide. You'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, because many people don't check. The next time you pick up a T-bone, a pork chop, or some bacon, Flip it on the backside. Read the ingredients. You use ammonia to clean your bathroom. Yet, things like methane, ammonia, hydrogen sulfide are in meat as preservatives. Why? Because when you kill an animal, it immediately begins to decay. Immediately. No different if you killed a person. How do you keep a person presentable for a funeral? You know, the next seven days or whenever family can get into now, you have to preserve them. Otherwise, they're going to smell. People are not going to be to stay in the room. You have to prepare their body. When you kill meat, hogs, pigs, uh, um, cattle, it has to be preserved. Chemicals are inserted into the meat. Otherwise, when you pick it up off the shelf, it would be gray and molding as opposed to red. If you want to test this theory, go to your refrigerator tonight, pull out a steak, sit it on the counter, see what it looks like in the morning. See if you want to eat it in the morning. Leave it there to the next morning. Now you really are not going to want to eat it. 
Now, whether it's in your refrigerator or whether it's on your counter or whether it's in your intestine, it's still decaying and it still has the chemicals in it. And what Elise Herring is talking about is what that looks like on the front end. She says, quote, the odor is so offensive that we start gagging. Imagine if you live somewhere and you can't afford to move. And every day you're dealing with this. She says we start gagging. We start coughing. This is what she told to a congressional committee in November of 2019. Herring, who, by the way, died last week, said she and other residents developed headaches, breathing problems, and heart conditions from fumes. Now, the first of a kind study around air pollution, specifically around Duplin County, North Carolina, where farms are linked to roughly 98 premature deaths per year. 98. 89 of which are linked to emissions directed and directly caused by hogs, by farming the hogs. Now that makes up part of that 17,000 number. And you may say, well, Kelly, 98 deaths, that's not a whole lot comparatively speaking. One death, in my opinion, is a lot if it can be um, avoided. If it's your mom, if it's your brother, if it's someone that is close to you, one is a lot. And these are human beings. And um, it's avoidable. It is completely avoidable. Uh, Animal agriculture is the worst emitter, researchers say, responsible for 80% of deaths from pollution related to food production. Gases associated with manure and animal feed produce small, long, irritating particles Capable of drifting hundreds of miles. Hundreds of miles. Now, I'm going to give you some information and then I'm going to tell you that I'm going to post these articles on our Facebook page and I'm going to let you read the rest for yourself. The most insidious kinds of air pollution are known as particulate matter or PM, PM 2.5. These are tiny particles, one thirteenth the width of a human hair, which can become lodged in your lungs or they can be absorbed into the bloodstream. Exposure to PM 2.5 can lead to asthma, other breathing problems, and long term, it can lead to the risk of dying of heart disease, cancer, and or stroke. Where do these particles come from? They are directly produced when farmers till fields or burn crops before harvest. They can also come in the form of dust kicked up by livestock in large animal feeding operations. The primary PM 2.5 is associated with about 4,800 premature deaths per year, according to this particular study. Yeah. So 
I wanted to bring this to your attention. And certainly, if you have lived on the earth, and if you listen to a podcast like this, I imagine that you read often and you are uh, making yourself aware of what's going on in the world. So maybe this isn't a surprise to you. Maybe some of the specifics are new information, but the fact that uh, air pollution from factory farming is not. Well, consider this is one study. Consider this is one species of animal, maybe two cattle and hogs. Consider what's going on in the sea with tuna. Consider what's going on with shark fins. Consider how we've gotten Corona going. You know, some hypotheses. Never going to really know, I guess. But consider what happens when the diets of so many um, require a certain food. And we live in a capitalistic society and people know they can make money and they're willing to do anything that they can in order to get that money. Even if it involves hurting other people and even if it involves hurting our own planet. As responsible people, it really is time for us to do better. Now, Kelly, I cannot stop people from factory farming. Yeah, you actually can. You can. Uh, You can determine what you eat and what you purchase from the grocery store. When I go into Walmart, which is regularly, I notice that they have a very limited vegan and vegetarian option section. You know why? Because a lot of people are not buying vegan and vegetarian stuff in Walmart. Now, if I go to Whole Foods, I notice they've got a large selection of vegan and vegetarian options. Why? Because people are buying it from them. My point, if you decided that today you were no longer going to buy steaks and I decided to do the same thing and maybe a few other people that were listening to this podcast or lived in your neighborhood or went to your church or went to your school decided that we're going to be better stewards of the planet. We're not going to kill cows anymore. Then Walmart would not stock a product that no one was buying. This is how capitalism works. The reason why you go into Walmart and there's a slew of meat, entire section of the wall, the entirety of the store almost, on one side of the wall is all meat. And the produce section is, I don't know, a third of that. It's because we're buying it. If people were not buying ground beef, what sense would it make for Walmart to stock it? So you have more power than you think you do. And again, this information is to empower. So at the risk of kicking a dead horse, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to thank you again for joining me today. And conversations like this, I think, are necessary, a little difficult, particularly if you're kind of on the fence or if you, you know, but God, where am I going to get my bacon and my ribs? I really like to go to TGI Fridays and eat chicken fingers or whatever. Okay. At some point, uh, we got to make a decision. We got to be 
good stewards. We got to be adult people. And being good to the planet is a good thing. Being good to animals is a good thing. Providing a wonderful environment for our kids uh, to grow up in is a good thing. And if eating less bacon, eating no bacon, eating no pork chops is part of that solution, then so be it. There are plenty other things to eat. There are plenty other things to eat. So, thank you guys for joining me today. Please go to our Facebook page and check us out there. We'll be back in 48 hours. So, I'll see you then. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.